Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Attacking Third. I'm Sandra Edita, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we are chatting about Washington Spirit. We are doing a full team preview ahead of the regular season. So make sure you leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform because we're also on YouTube. You can subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third. Get all your exclusive NWSL content previews, recaps right here on A3. The regular season begins on March 25th and you can watch matches on Paramount Plus. And we're doing a preview for every single team, a podcast and on YouTube. YouTube, excuse me. This is our last team. Okay. So if you have missed any of the previews, I promise you, you can go back and you can watch them on YouTube or you can look through our podcast feed. Okay. If you don't care about alphabetical order, that's fine. If you're only here for one specific team, hey, I love that too. I'm here for that energy. We're all about that. Check the channel, check the feed. Lisa, we're back. We got to talk about Washington Spirits, the last one, last team. I promise we did them all. We talked about every yeah. single team, every player on every team. It was, um, it's been a joy, Sandra. It's been a nice progressive buildup to the regular season. It's around the corner. We get to kick off with um, big games, big matchups to start the regular season. But this is our final team by team preview. Then we get to get into the nitty gritty of the matchups and things that happen. But we get to stay, stay wide angle for now. What, looking at the Washington spirit. I mean, this is a team that's had some ups and downs. They've had some, some good times, some bad times. I think one of the, the good times to come is that they will be playing all their games at Audi field. No more Segra say adios to Segra. I think that's a good thing for fans, for players, for viewers, for broadcasters. Um, Goodbye, Segra. It's it's a good thing. I think that's a, a good start for Washington spirit for this 2023 season. I'm with you. I think, again, we did these in alphabetical order, just to remind everyone, not in terms of like prediction and finishes and where we think they're going to land. So 
we're saving Washington Spirit because they are the W of of the league. So let's let's maybe get into an overview for the team, just a, a quick refresher for everyone, um, in case you missed any moves or anything like that in the offseason. Uh, I think it really started with the technical staff side of things mm-hmm. for this team in their offseason. Um, we saw midseason in 2022 with the Spirit. They had a coaching change. They terminated head coach Chris Ward later through investigations has been issued some conditions uh, in terms of if he ever will come on pack and coach in the league. Investigations found that uh, he was, uh, you know, the the allegations of, of racial essentially racial profiling was were, were true and they said can't work in the NWSL anymore pending certain conditions and mid-season they had they found themselves having to navigate uh, a similar journey that they did in 2021 it's like they went through two consecutive seasons essentially um with a, a shakeup in in coaching uh for for this team moving forward uh they brought in Mark Kirkeran from from Florida State University's club president to navigate the the remainder of uh to help them navigate the remainder of, of the 2022 season which was just a struggle yeah for this team really from the get go uh, making an appearance in the NWSL Challenge Cup final <clears throat> and just having like a really just very heavy match loaded kind of schedule to start. And they just never found their footing. And then you add in the controversy with their coach and the very unfortunate incident that they had with a player. And you're just, you're just constantly like treading water. It sort of felt like for this team. It's a good way to put it. Treading water. Yeah. In terms of their off season, I think, that's where they wanted to start. And we saw that reflected in the move. So they added pieces to, to their technical staff. I mean, Don Scott was a hire that we uh, were really excited about. We were like, wow, they, they brought Don Scott back to the United States. She's in NWSL going to help out with, uh, with the spirit and the uh, technical and, and, and medical side of things. And they also hired Mark Parsons. They needed a new head coach and they brought him back to the NWSL after he had a very brief stint with the Netherlands women's national team, a little bit of a return homecoming, perhaps he was initially with the spirit in their inaugural uh, season in 2023 through 2015, but then was with the thorns from 2015 to 2021, won a bunch of titles during his time with the thorns. Um, But yeah, uh, Moriano uh, Imaizumi was also uh, named as an assistant coach, uh, Someone who has ties to Florida State University spent yeah. a brief had a brief stint with Chicago Red Stars. Now, now with Washington Spirit, so they made these really notable changes across the technical staff, and it sort of set the stage, I think, for us that we wanted to see a little bit more continuity, but in the free agency pool or in the draft, and we just didn't really see that from this team in the offseason we ended up giving oh, wow. them a B for the offseason grade because we just we we just had we were left with way more questions than we had answers for this team moving forward into the 2023 season and they're coming off an 11th place finish nearly nearly last place with a 3 10 and 9 record. I believe they might have set a record for draws. Yes. You no, know, in 2022 it was tough and you just you look at it's like this this team almost they didn't get last place because Gotham existed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's the it truth. was a tough It's the truth. And and you talk about uh only 3 wins 
that's pretty bad going from a team that won the 2021 NWSL championship to then only getting three wins the next year. Yeah, they set a record for most consecutive ties, I believe it was, or yeah. most ties with 10. Um, and that's like probably one of the the worst records you could set. And the worst one being the one that Gotham set most consecutive losses. Um, and Goth- Gotham was last place in the league last year. And and the only reason Washington wasn't there is because Gotham was there. That's, that's exactly it. This was a bad season for Washington last year. They struggled a lot. They had a lot of um, uh, off season or excuse me, off field things that were happening, which we saw that happen in 2021 as well with their ownership and, and everything that was going on there. But the fact that they could turn it around in 2021 and then in 2022, they really couldn't catch a break. As you said, at best treading water, this team was, um, they couldn't catch a break again. And this time I think the players were just a little bit too exhausted to translate that onto the pitch and they couldn't, they couldn't get it together. I think uh, getting Don Scott pretty great. I, I think getting Mark Parsons back, um, interesting, interesting. I'm going to see how Parsons does this year. I think what he did at Portland was impressive, of course, establishing a culture, a winning culture. Um, I think he has pretty good ability to develop young players. Um, that's one big positive I will give him and in, in this Washington spirit side as we go through the roster. But other than that, I think it's going to be hard for for Washington to come back from their D grade that we gave them because they really didn't make too many changes in the offseason um, and they lost a lot. And after a team that only gets three wins in 2022, you need to make some changes. You need <laughs> to make some changes. You do. After the season that they had in 2022 and the fact that they're approaching a World Cup year where – they're another team that might miss a significant amount of players. Yes, they needed to to do something, right? And I listen, I, I think they did. I think they did. Yes. Did they add players? Yeah, they did. We're going to talk about that. They utilized the draft to really kind of flesh out the roster. But they also lost a, a pretty key piece in, in, in light of that. Um, in terms of like actual breakout signings for this team maybe in a similar boat as some other teams not as big a splash in the in the free agency period they did they did do some re-signings right they they brought um Barnhart back they brought uh Amber Brooks back you know kind of simple re-signings yeah players that have been with the team hey we want to retain you and, and we, we we need you moving forward so that was smart um the headliner was was probably the announcement of of Chloe Ricketts, a midfielder, the youngest player to ever sign an NWSL contract. Um, so that's maybe the headline stealer there in terms of of of, of offseason signings. Perhaps we look at Inez Warena, um just mm-hmm. under that, the, a veteran uh, in France, formerly played with Olympic Lyon, and so this is someone who can perhaps bring a different level of of professionalism for what's going to be a very young team because this Washington spirit side navigated their draft the way they needed to navigate it. They needed to add bodies to this roster. Depth, 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 depth. They needed it. And they walked out of that draft with, with several players and they signed six first year players out, out of the draft, but they also lost some things within that draft. 
Emily Sonnet was part of a trade with Oral Rain um, to to get more picks in this draft. Uh, they lost players through free agency. They do not have Kelly O'Hara anymore signed with Gotham. And there's things like injuries, unfortunately. Those things happen in preseason. We've seen okay. it year in, year out. We hate to see it, but it's a thing that happens. And they recently announced that Anna Helferty is going to be out with a season-ending yeah, okay. injury. So maybe those three detrimental losses for this team moving forward in 2023? They're big. They're massive losses. Despite um, uh, we have listed on our rundown, one, two, three, four, five, in addition to the six. So 11 players that Washington Spirit added to their roster. Um, none of those, I'm going to be honest, are going to change the game. They're not going to come in and just completely flip the script for Washington Spirit. Meanwhile, the players that they lost, Kelly O'Hara, yeah, that's a massive hole in your back line. Massive. Emily Sonnet, massive hole in your back line. These are two women's national team caliber players, starting women national team defenders. They were on your team when you won the championship. They're veterans, they're leaders, massive. And then you also lose someone like an Anna Helferty, who um, it has, I, I think, the experience of those other two players because she's been in the league for a, num the, a number of years. She's played a variety of positions as well in this league. And she was such a consistent factor. She was also one of the most athletic players I think I've ever watched play. She's just constantly running up and down the pitch as, as a wingback player, contributing to goal scoring opportunities and crosses, and then also being a, a good defender. Those losses are way bigger than the 13 players that they signed this year. I, I think it, it's like adding a Band-Aid to a bullet hole on this team. And, and that's part of the reason that they got a D from our grading. I, I think when you look at the, the signings that Washington Spirit made, there are definitely some positives amongst this group in terms of adding depth, adding a Chloe Ricketts. But I don't think a Chloe Ricketts is going to make that much of an impact this year. At 15 years old, it's no. hard to come into a league and and start score all the goals and, and take a team from second to last place to the top of the standings. It's not, that's, it's not going to happen. So I like the signing for Chloe, Chloe Ricketts. I like that. Um, it's available and it's an option for younger than 18. We also need to just look at who her coach is going to be. Mark Parsons is not a stranger to having young players on the team. Yeah. He was the coach with the Thorns when Olivia Moultrie made the headlines as the then youngest player of all time to sign a contract and was not interested in putting piling too much on to a young player. Yeah. But that was also ready. a pretty stacked roster. So, you know, wanted to, to bring this player along slowly this was not someone who was cracking week to week to week to week starting 11s for the thorns um was a player that was utilized off the bench um and i i'm looking at parsons with with the spirit and there are a lot of young players that are gonna that they're gonna roll with in in uh, yeah. 2023 but that I mean, is yes that includes rickets but it also includes these these multiple yeah. draftees that they just signed it six there's six draftees yeah. that they signed and uh, the what was their number their first pick how late did it come where like 30th something 25th pick like when, like third like top pick in the third round all of the yeah. picks were, were later round picks i think they're right, which third round which there are definitely diamonds in the nwsl draft that mm -hmm. end up falling to the second and third round but to sign all six first year players out of uh the draft that you have is um it's depth 
it's depth for these players and and for this team. Um, I think Inez uh, Warrena out out of France and and formerly with Olympic Lyon, that's going to be a big veteran for this team. But also, she's coming from oh well into the NWSL. I mean, that's a that's a shift. That's a change. I think yeah. a little bit of consistency with midfielder Marissa Shiva is going to help. This is a player that's been in and out of um, this roster for a number of years, and and she ends up getting a contract in August of last year, resigning that contract. That'll add depth to the midfield as well, but. Uh, the losses are just bigger than the gains for this Washington yeah. side. And that's why we didn't give them a higher off season score. Yeah. And that's why I'm still concerned for this Washington spirit team yeah. heading into 2023. The defense is, the defense is going to be um, scary. It's going to be an issue. I think it might, it, they might have to be a little Swiss out. cheese. Um, <laughs> you know, Sam Staub is a very valuable asset. I think on that's that good. back line right now. And I think the club is also, um, you know, thankful that they were able to negotiate a new contract for someone like an Amber Brooks Massive. Um, out of free agency. You know, there's, there's a certain there's a certain number of plays that they're going to really have to rely on when it comes to, um, you know, their defensive shape. I think moving forward into into the regular season, you know, no Sonnet, no O'Hara. I mean, we we didn't mention the fact that Karina Rodriguez is with, with Club America. She was uh, a defensive piece uh, at times for them as well. So big depth. We saw a lot of Rodriguez when uh, the internationals were gone and we'll talk about it, but Washington has a lot of internationals that, that head out during the FIFA windows. And Rodriguez was one of those depth pieces last year for them. But the only reason, like, I I don't want to, be preaching to the choir, but the only reason that you have depth players on a team is to get them experience, albeit limited experience throughout the year, but that way you can build upon them next year. And and losing someone like a Rodriguez hurts this team because no, she wasn't a starting caliber player and she didn't contribute the most minutes last year, but she contributed minutes and she was with that team through the lows. So then when you put her on and and you play her alongside people in the midfield, like a Sanchez and an Andy Sullivan, it gains that player's experience. And that's what this team has lost. And when we're talking, when we're talking about depth, that depth was something that this team needed to have going into 2023 that just looms larger when you look at a player like Rodriguez who's yes. now gone to a different league entirely mm-hmm. um this was a player that was drafted you know one of those draft picks was maybe going to get some time but had very limited minutes and unfortunately um wanted to get more playing time and is now now in another league so yeah. we'll, we'll for her. we've got we've got they've got a roster they've got a roster of players and we got to talk about it. We're going to go through some things positionally, maybe identify some players that we might see on uh, an opening weekend. Um, stick with us. We're going to break down the roster after a quick break. All right, let's take a look at the uh, whole roster for the Washington Spirit ahead of the whole roster. H-O-L-E-W-H-O-L-E. <laughs> the roster ahead of 2023. Let's uh, let's talk about some uh, some players across uh, positional lines and and maybe pluck some out that we might see in an ideal starting 11 for, for Mark Parsons um, goalkeepers, Nicole Barnhart player that they re-signed in free agency, Oliver Kingsbury, uh, Liza Bosselman to round out the three goalkeepers. 
Defenders, Dorian Bailey, Cameron Bigalski, Amber Brooks, Gabrielle Carlisle, uh, Maddie Ewell, and Helferty listed with a season-ending injury. Tara McCown, uh, Sam Staub, Delaney Graham, Jordan Thompson. Midfielders listed as Jordan Baggett, Nicole Douglas, Bailey Feist, Tori Schuster, Ines Warena, uh, Paige Medeyer, Chloe Ricketts, Ashley Sanchez, Marissa Sheva, uh, Andy Sullivan, Riley Tanner uh, to round that out at 11. And six forward listed with Ashley Hatch, uh, Sivana Coleman, Lena Solano, Trinity Rodman, Melina Rembimas, uh, a U18 non-roster invitee, and uh, Mariana Speckmeyer at the time a non-roster invitee as well. So when we're looking, when we're looking at the goalkeepers, the defenders, the midfielders, forwards, I think the big names you know that stand out are. Uh, players that have been with this team for some time, whether it's a Kingsbury and Nutt for this team or defensively uh, a Sam Staub or in the midfielder in the midfield, maybe we're going to see um, a bounce back year from somebody like Tori Huster. Um, yeah, that would be great. You know, obviously we're looking at somebody like Andy Sullivan in a world cup year for this team. Um, Trinity Rodman, as she hatch, uh, all players that you can look and say, hey, these are players that you can plug in. Game day ready, ideal starting 11 type players. But who else kind of slots in around them? And who do we see if some of these players that we mentioned already go absent in a, in a World Cup year? Yeah, I think that you gave a shout to Tori Huster in the midfield. Um, if the Spirit could get back a player like Huster – massive, massive. This is a player that had season ending injury, her Achilles. She went out at the end of 2021. It's been a very long, treacherous road to recovery for Tori Huster, um, but she's a veteran. She's a leader. She's a player that solidifies in the midfield alongside someone like an Andy Sullivan and can really fill holes when, when we're looking at World Cup months and, and weeks that are happening with international windows. Um, but I think it, we have to look defensively because that's where the biggest losses are for this team in Sonnet um, and Kelly O'Hara, because it, they've got Aubrey Kingsbury, who has been a consistent factor between the sticks for the spirit side and in goal. Um, I think gets re-signing someone like Nicole Barnhart. Uh, Barney's is, she's the, the, she's the best. Like she's the biggest veteran in this league essentially. And, and the fact that she still wants to be involved and she still wants to uh, be on a team. I think that the team needs to lean on her for a little bit of leadership this year and uh, camaraderie in the training room. Uh, but Kingsbury, she'll be the solidifier in, in between um, the posts for goal, but across the back line I, you're exactly right. Sam Staub is going to have to step up big this year. And Amber Brooks, it's good that they were able to re-sign her as a free agent. But I think there's a lot of question marks about who else is going to fill that role. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we see a Cam Bigalski in that outside back yeah. role. But this is one that didn't have a lot of consistency in that role last year. And perhaps because there was a Sonnet and an O'Hara filling that space. Um, Dorian Bailey, we traditionally saw Bailey play higher in the midfield uh, previously. Now, again, this is a different coach in Mark Parsons. And sometimes a coach can come in and just shake things up a bunch. And personally, I think Washington needs that. I do. I think that if we see Bailey along the back line, um, Tara McKeown, 
zone. She's played a lot higher for this this team as well. So that's something that I'm a little surprised to see. Um, and the loss of Anna Helferty is big. But I mean, attacking wise, they've got their traditional pieces that have been with them, right? You look at the front four in an Ashley Sanchez and Ashley Hatch, Trinity Rodman, um, and Anna Helferty is a loss up there, but you've got a Tara McKeown that can slot in and, and play up there. I think those are going to be important pieces yeah. uh, for this Washington spirit side. You know, I, I just like, we're going through the names on, on, on this roster and, you know, we're looking at, at players you could plug in maybe in an ideal starting 11 come, you know, match, <laughs> match week one. Right. And the World Cup is still some months away. So, yes, we're, we're likely going to see some of these bigger names that we've uh, tossed out there. These and, and a lot of these players were part of that 2021 uh, NWSL championship uh, winning team. So are there are there good pieces on, on this roster? Yeah, of course. Um, but that's literally something you could say about t- all 12 clubs in this league. That's that's not like a that's not like a, a profound statement yeah. to make about the Washington Spirit. It's like, oh, there's talent on this team. Like, yes, of course. We also said that about Gotham last year. Yeah. And they still finished where they finished. So I'm just curious in terms of in terms of like specific players who can have an impact or will will be relied upon. Um in light of a World Cup year, because again, we, we've also been talking about players who might go missing for their team in yeah. long extended periods of times. Um, so we're looking for young prospects to make an impact for their teams. And we're also looking at the experienced veteran piece that the team is likely to rely upon. And we mentioned Chloe Ricketts that that was perhaps one of the headlining, a headliner type of uh, off season moves for this team. But I don't know if this is the, the player that, Mark Parsons is going to say, you're going to be the one to, to be our young prospect and, and lead us in those exciting moments, right? Maybe we're looking more at, at, at these draft picks because they signed six players to, to contracts. Maybe we're looking at somebody like a Nicole Douglas, who was essentially their first pick in the draft um, out of Arizona State University. And, and maybe, maybe we're going to see some some off the bench energy, like be a game changer, had a good collegiate career. I know. I I don't think it's a bad pick by any means. This is um, an inexperienced roster. I'm going to say with not a lot of players that have played together or, or that have played a long time in the league. And that's something that this team is going to struggle with. I, I just don't think we'll see enough of Chloe Ricketts this year. Um, We, we know how Mark Parsons like to, ease players into the league, especially being so young. Um, I, I honestly, I think Nicole Douglas is a pretty good shout as a draft pick because uh, this this team signed all six draft picks that they had. Um, that's a lot of youth. They're going to need to be utilized. And if given the opportunity, a, a Douglas, um, she could get time and get minutes, especially now that we know Anna Helferty is season-ending injury. She's SEI and she's out. Uh, Douglas plays a, a across that front line. Um, she can score goals. She's got a bit of versatility in, in the ability to do that, whether it's off the dribble, off crosses. She's got a pretty good aerial presence as well in Douglas. And when, if given the moment, Douglas needs to step up. She needs to be one of those players that 
um, can kind of come in and be a game changer, if anything, to spring energy and, and to spark off this bench, it's going to be hard to break into that front line, right? Like you're competing against Trinity Rodman, against Ashley yeah. Hatch, but there are still some some places for players to get in and, and to find uh, spots in that front line. And if Douglas can do that, it would be really good for Washington. It would be really good for them if some of their younger players, draft picks, can can make an impact on this yeah. team. No, I, you know, it sort of it sort of mirrors, I think, a little bit what we saw, um, you know, from Chicago last year. We, we knew that they were going to have a lot of young pieces and what were those young pieces going to provide. So I think if if you're if you're asking um, your young players to very quickly learn to become pros, that's one thing. You know, but I think you've also got to give them, you know, those examples, you know, of, of um, what it means to, to be a pro. We hear so we hear all the time about how difficult that transition is from playing collegiately to playing pros uh, can be for some players. Um, but I, th- I think when you're looking at this roster, you're also looking at, okay, well, who are they going to lean on? Where are they going to try to learn the, you know, the ropes from, or who's, who's going to show them the way of like professionalism, Mm -hmm. like within the league. So we were thinking about like, who's, who's going to be that player that this team is going to rely upon in terms of like the experienced veteran. And, and we're going to go with a goalkeeper. We're going to go with Aubrey Kingsbury um, Mm -hmm. in in this, in this role for the team, because this is someone who has been the starting goalkeeper for the spirit for quite some time. We've had Kingsbury on the show before always has spoken from a place of, of leadership, like with this team whether it's been, you know, whether the armband has been given her or not, um, but has always sort of been one of those those players. Um, and I just think with the World Cup approaching as quickly yep. as it is, and we're going to talk about players who might go missing for the spirit. Um, Kingsbury is, is one of those players who was initially uh, receiving call-ups with, with uh, the national team, but hasn't had one uh, in quite some time. So I, I think we're more in the camp that, she is likely to be a figure for this Washington spirit side uh, more consistently throughout this 2023 and this World Cup cycle. And we think she is going to be that presence both on the pitch and in the locker room that the team looks to and went ahead and, uh, you know, kind of rely upon her. Yeah, I think she is going to be that player that that needs to um, step up as a vocal leader and as a locker room leader and then, uh, of course, on the pitch. But I think a Kingsbury um, is one that can do that. She's got a couple years of experience. She's been with this team through a lot of their ups, a lot of their downs. Um, but can she bring them together, unite them in in this 2023 year, especially when there is a lot of ins and outs of, of international windows? And this is a player that also um, has been on the other side of, of the call-ups, uh, getting called into the United States Women's National Team, um, and most recently has kind of been weaned out of that role uh, and hasn't been called in a lot. So she knows what it's like to leave your team to go play internationally and then to come back and, and kind of be able to pick things back up. So shoot, I think as a veteran, can be able to bridge that gap for some of those younger players that are doing that, like a Sanchez, a Rodman, Hatch, um, Sullivan, that that when they're gone, can Kingsbury keep the team together, be the glue that holds everything in, in place, pick up points. But I guess they did that last year with their, their 10 ties, Uh, but pick up points and pick up wins. It's a lot of, it's going to fall on Kingsbury's shoulders, but I think she's up to the challenge. I I really do. 
No, I'm with you. She's a player that I've enjoyed uh, speaking Mm -hmm. with before in the past, you know, whether it's been in in media availabilities or, or here on, on the show. And I just think that that's, that's, that's going to be the the player that they probably rely heavily upon. It's, I think it's for teams like the spirit, it's going to often be a defensive type of player. So whether it's a goalkeeper or somebody like an Amber Brooks, who has a lot of, uh, of experience um, uh, in the league at this point in her career. Um, and, and even Andy Sullivan, right. Mm-hmm. And during her time with, with the team, even though we, we believe that Andy Sullivan is one of those players going to the world cup. So they have a few of them. Um, Washington spirit, just like every other club in the league is likely to miss uh, some players during the world cup. And it's not just at the, United States level there's a number of players but in terms of the United States we're looking at Andy Sullivan as a possibility Trinity Rodman Ashley Sanchez Ashley Hatch these are all players who have been called into national team camps under head coach Vlako Andonofsky for quite some time but we're also looking at Gabriel Carl for Canada uh, Marissa Sheva for Ireland so again Anywhere from four to six players who could be gone for this Washington spirit side. I mean, that's a huge chunk of players. I mean, at this point, when you're even just looking at the U.S. side of things, that's that's four of your possible starters. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, now it's it's less than it was in previous years because the roster has has foregone with Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet, but still that's a lot of players and starting caliber players that could be gone for a very big chunk of it. I, I think when we look at um, the biggest kind of spotlight on those players and Andy Sullivan, a, a Rodman and a Sanchez are the ones that shine the brightest to me as to what they've been able to do at the international level with the United States women's national team. And, and maybe it'll also help them, right? I mean, it's very tiring to go and leave your club team and play for country specifically in uh, the world cup. It's a lot of minutes. It's a lot of travel on the body, but sometimes it gives those players that national team rub. And we've seen that happen with a Rodman, with a Sanchez. They've kind of stepped up their game a little bit. And now as they're they're getting into their, their junior season, their third year in the NWSL, can they be able to translate that back to their club when they return and not just deflate because they're not surrounded by Alex Morgan anymore or Mallory yeah. Swanson setting them up for these great opportunities? But can they kind of channel that national team energy, that championship mindset that they have when they play with the national team and, and bring it back to their club, elevate the status of all the players around them and be those catalysts to do that. I'm, I'm leaning on someone like a Rodman and a Sanchez because we haven't really seen it from Sullivan. We, we, it's hard for Sullivan to be a leader on her own. She's much better when she's um, doing that alongside someone. She's more of a silent leader. When she speaks up, everyone's listening to her. But can a Rodman and a Sanchez be those players to to kind of kickstart everything with this team now that they're not the young ones and the new ones anymore? Yeah, no, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting point. I mean, I, I listen, I, I remember Rodman in a rookie year, like referring to somebody as Sullivan is like the, that, that pro on the team that she looked to as an example, you know, uh, whether it was on, on the pitch or, or off of it, but this is a player. <laughs> these are two players who are likely to be absent. Um, in, in, in a World Cup year, you know, where is the team going to reach for that during those stretches of time? Um, and I mean, look, Gabriel Carl, uh, we're already talking about the defensive line and, and, and holes we might see. And they made this signing to try to 
to plug some of that up. And this is a player that might be gone during the, the, the world cup, uh, Marissa chef for Ireland. I mean, we didn't even mention Riley Tanner for, for Panama. And I know. she's just coming off of a great international window with Panama. I mean, my God, they, they clinched this cup and she scored, you know? So, I mean, like when you're looking at a season in front of you, that has so many new parts to it, whether it's in the technical staff side of things or even on the roster, a world cup year just adds to even more uh, possible disjointedness within this, within the schedule. Um, So when we're looking at the spirit and we're, and we're looking at this, the season approaching, what's the biggest burning question around this team? Because the reality is yes, (laughs) they do have talent on this team. They've got good players, on this team, just like all 12 clubs in the league. And they are two years removed from an NWSL championship final. That was an incredibly unique set of circumstances that they had to unfortunately compartmentalize and go through. We heard all along through players when we were chatting with them Mm -hmm. through that 2021 season, the difficulties of that and playing for each other and getting to that moment in time was kind of part of what helped get them through it. But if you're two years removed from that, you've got a new head coach, you've got new technical staff and you've got half of a roster that's nearly new as well. Is the burning question around this team that they have something to prove was 2021 a fluke year for this team and can they get back to the postseason in a first year under Mark Parsons? I think it's such a good question because the history of this team, I mean, they won it. They won the championship in 2021. At the start of the 2022 season, their roster was had the least amount of changes of anyone in the league, and they finished 11th. Um, they couldn't turn it on. It's almost like 2021 was fight or flight response for this Washington Spirit team with all the turmoil that was happening off the pitch in the front office with the ownership all over the papers and in the media and headlines. Um, these players really turned inward and, and took what they could do on the pitch and took it to the championship and raised the trophy at the end of it. I think that this year will be better than last year. I do for this team. I think that because of the changes they made, getting a new head coach in there that wasn't part of any of the ownership um, battles that happened, I I think despite it being Mark Parsons or not, it's more of the newness of having a new coach in there. And and Angela Salem, who's a former Thorns player, is on the technical staff. She's an assistant coach working with Mark Parsons. I think that Salem has helped this team. Um, and what they've been able to do in the communication between players and coaching staff. But I think that it's going to be a lot for this team to prove that 2021 wasn't a fluke and that they deserved that championship and that they, they, they did, they fought for every single one of those wins, but was it just something that kind of came to them because of everything that was happening on the pitch and they, they came together on the pitch. I don't know. I think that this year will be better than last year. I think this team will take steps forward. Um, But Also, I think that Gotham was a little bit of the safety net for Washington last year because Gotham was just worse than them. And I think Gotham has taken steps forward. So it's going to be hard. The projected finish for my Washington spirit this year and in 2023 is it's going to be a struggle for them to turn it around. I think they will take strides to move forward because they've got good pieces, but every team has good pieces. 
I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I still think they'll be outside of that playoff window, a 7 8 to 11, honestly. 7 to 11. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, wide, a wide range. It's a wide range, but, but I, they're not in playoff. I don't think they'll be in playoff contention. I'll yeah. put it that way. But, but, I, but I'm with you uh, on that. I just, um, look, I, I think there are people who are bullish on the spirit and they should be again, because there's, there's good individual pieces. Um, but everything I think that we've seen and heard, um, from this franchise, uh, in the off season, specifically from Parsons, um, the need to navigate a world cup mm-hmm. year, uh, to have a raw, ro- a roster fleshed out with younger players. There's, there's all things here within these, these quotes or, or these scrums that you, that you receive or you hear. And, and it just sort of feels like they too are trying to maybe tamper some expectations, like, you know, sort of push back from like very, very high expectations. Every single professional team wants to go out there and win and compete and do well and win titles. But they also are in a bit of a retooling year. I don't know if they are a franchise that is calling it a full-on rebuild, but it's even with these pieces that they have, the 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 star players like a Rodman or a Sanchez or a Sullivan, even with that trio of players, that there's still a little bit of a, of a rebuild around, even if it is just around those players. And typically that doesn't always translate into, uh, you know, a very long or extended postseason push, mm-hmm. though I am enthusiastic and excited to see where these chips will fall and will they will, will uh, where they will lie for this team moving forward. So love to come back. And be proven wrong. We love that so much on attacking third. So we'll see if, if we're talking about the spirit in a in a different lens. And uh, we're just going to kick back and get ready for the start of the regular season because that's a wrap on team by team previews. We've got all 12 done. Go back, check the YouTube channel. Go back, check your podcast stream and uh, find the team that you want a quick preview on or recap of because we did all 12 for you. It's been a blast. We cannot wait for the regular season to kick off. It's going to be on March 25th, and you can watch games on Paramount+. Plus. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. Fill out those March Madness brackets. You still got like 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> make sure you watch us. We're on YouTube. Subscribe to us at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And we will be back with more end of baseball content for you all as the 2023 season kicks off. For Sandra and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third.